Hey guys, welcome to uh, Biomast episode four tonight. Uh, we've got a pretty full docket tonight for uh, news and business, and we're joined by another couple CPM candidates tonight, so should be pretty fun. Uh, I think generally what we're going to be discussing tonight will be a little bit in the uh, hot fix alpha discussion uh, that's been pretty big on the dust side, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some thoughts for Legion, and we may have a, an extra special guest popping on for that one here a little bit later. We'll see how that goes. So without uh, further ado, we'll go ahead and start with intros, and we'll kind of get right down to it. So, Pokey? Uh, I'm Pokey Draven, CEO of OSG Planetary Operations and CPM1 candidate. Awesome, Zell. Um, I'm Soraya Zell. I'm an alliance leader in the Top Men Alliance in Dust514. I'm also a member of the Bastion Alliance in EVE, and uh, I am also running for CPM1. And Derry. Hey guys, I'm Derry from OSG Planetary Operations. I'm the community director over there, as well as the tech supporter for Biomast. And Delt? Hey, I'm Marcelia Delt. I'm the director of Military San Shoes, and I'm also a CPM1 candidate. Hey, good to have you. It's, uh, this is going to be Delt's first time on Biomast, uh, and we're really glad to have him. He's, uh, he's another solid CPM1 candidate, and we'll be talking more with him a little bit later in the show about uh, some specifics on his platform. And I'm Jason Larison. I'm also a member of uh, OSG Planetary Operations and dip, lead Diplo for uh, Covert Interventions Alliance. So without further ado, what we'll do is we'll just kind of uh, kick it off. It's a little bit of a free-flowing discussion this time. Uh, what, we, what we've seen over the last week or so has been, uh, a, you know, for CCP anyway, uh, a fairly high level of communication with the players from a variety of, the, of different devs. For the most part, on the dust side, it's CCP Rotati. And I know we slashed his name routinely last week, but uh, CCP Rattati is essentially the lead for Dust right now within CCP Rouge's team at, CC at the Shanghai office. So one of the things that is interesting to note about him is he definitely comes at things from a player perspective, uh, from a player perspective, excuse me, seeing how he's, he's not entirely a, uh, he's not exactly a dev per se. He doesn't do the technical work on the game. Uh, he actually came from the financial side in terms of looking at how the markets run, I believe, in some, some of the other aspects of the game, but not so much working on code, for example. Uh, but he, he definitely has a, a player's eye for how things work, and it's it really shows in some of his discussions. Now, it's also it's caused, not I wouldn't say controversy, but what he's really doing is fostering a lot of really, really good technical discussions about Dust and what they can do to continue to balance and refine the game within the parameters that were set forth by, uh, by CCP Rouge. And just to kind of review what they did, that those parameters are, uh, he can pretty much do anything he wants to within the game, within reason, if you will, uh, when it comes down to balancing or uh, gameplay mechanics in terms of what they can change with values and how different things interact with each other. Not a lot in terms of new content, but Really, it's more along the lines of uh, sharpening and refining the things that we have. And then down the road, there might be the option for some actual new generated content, but it, it'll probably be few and far between, particularly with the focus on Legion at the moment. So with that, what I'd like to do is just kind of toss it up to the guys and just get your initial takes on wh how you think the hotfix alpha discussion is going. There's a, there's a lot in there, you know, scouts, AV, the, the whole smash is, is being discussed. Uh, so I'll just kind of free that up uh, and just have at it, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
interesting to see that there's you know the way they're handling this is really quite good they're they're showing that they're willing to make some changes to the players that really suggested but at the same time uh for example they're they're changing a lot of the armor modules but they said well we, we want to touch on shields but we're gonna we're gonna wait because we don't want to change too many things at once and that's something that definitely the, the player base and the cpm one have been or cpm zero have been talking about that you can't change so many variables all at once so i'm glad to see that they've at least taken that to heart you know as for the controversy you know there's there's obviously a lot of people that get upset when they start messing around with with their favorite suit or their fit or the you know <laughs> or you know scout profiles is what the one i'm seeing the most discussion about and while i think numbers are really important to discuss and, and, and crunch and, and throw into the spreadsheets we all love i think that also practical application is is extremely important in actually testing how these changes will operate in a game that's so heavy on the meta so i think that while people will be upset because people in general hate change it's good to see that they're going to make some changes and yes some people may get screwed over for a couple of weeks while they they observe and and see how things go but overall i think you know actually getting out there and trying out some of these changes is the best way to get really good feedback rather than just sitting there hammering out numbers all day and, and bickering over you know uh, uh, points of of, of of numbers and whatnot uh, i think that's a really good point uh in terms of if you're really trying to fix things or balance things, you're always going to have a, uh, a scenario where somebody feels like they got short shrift a little bit when the, when the numbers change in the spreadsheet. Um, one quick note, guys, we do have an extra guest that popped on, as always, uh, the ubiquitous Hans Jaeger Blitzen. Hans, can you give us, some, give us an intro? Uh, hello, hello. I, did, you just gave me an intro. Do I need to give another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, man. You're space famous. you got to let us know who you are. I'm... Uh... Uh, CSM7 Vice Secretary and current CPM Chair, uh, Hans Jägerblitzen, awesome. member of uh, Onslaught in uh, Dust. Good deal. Yeah, we were just talking a little bit about the, the uh, recent communication of Hotfix Alpha, as I assume you picked up. Um, oh, yes, so, of course. <laughs> so, Zell, Del, what do you guys think? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing here is what Pokey said about uh, small changes. Uh, in past updates, CCP has done stuff with a hammer and a fist instead of small adjustments, and I'm I'm really happy to see that with the armor, they're not touching the shields. Let it play through. Let's see what's going to happen. Especially uh, same with the assaults; they're not going to change the suits until the rifles are tweaked. And yeah, it's you know the the thing is is if the changes are right or wrong, the huge thing is is the amount of communication has has just uh you know spiked up. I, I saw some you know if you go through the the dev posts link on the forums you'll see somewhere around four pages worth of posts from devs just on the scouts issue alone and that's impressive and they're they're definitely i'm seeing more intelligent thought in terms of um nerfs and buffs the individual changes um you know the let's see how this shakes out and the fact that since these are all server-side changes hopefully that won't be a long period of time until they uh, try something different if it doesn't work yeah, and something I like to stress to the player base is that they are not the, the developers are not going to be able to make everyone happy overnight. Um, these are a series of, iter, uh, of changes they're going to be going through one after the other, and they're going to be changing little things all at once. And like I said before, they aren't going to be doing everything at once. So you know, not everyone's going to be happy right away. But by going through these these cycles of changes, I think that we'll eventually get there. But 
I like to stress people that, you know, be patient. It may not be perfect, but it, it'll get there eventually. And I think the level of communication and the speed and, and the, the sort of feedback they're taking is, is really, you know, evident that they're going to be able to actually pull this off. And I mean, this is honestly how it should have been all along. It's good to see that it's finally getting there. It's just a shame that it, you know, happened in, in the situation we're in right now. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. The uh, One of the things I noticed, I, I was actually trying to read through all that. I, I don't play Scout myself. Um, I generally run pretty much a, a pure Logi fit all the time. It's just that was just kind of my thing. But one of the interesting things I noticed in the Scout section is that the level of technical discussion there you, it usually gets pretty deep pretty quick uh, compared to a lot of other sort of feedback topics that we've seen in the past. And it seems like there's a lot of discussion about scouts balancing against other scouts, like the, against the four different racial types. And and what it struck me struck means I kind of I kind of teed this up to a couple guys uh, on Skype was I'm much more interested in how scouts balance against me, uh, like who's not running a scout suit. And I think Pokey said it best uh, when we talk about a lot of what, a lot of the ways CCP does things, particularly in, in Dust, is one thing may not be OP and it's great, but when you have like six to ten of them, it's ridiculous. And that's kind of how I feel about scouts right now as a, you know, as a guy that doesn't play light frame suits. So I'm just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts are uh, on that level of the discussion. Well, I dealt here. I main light frames and scouts. So, uh, well, we have our own sub-community inside the community, I think. And that's where a lot of the technical discussion comes from. We have a whole, what, almost 300, 400 page thread in the locker room currently, the barbershop, where we've been talking about this stuff for a long time. and. I do agree that, you know, we have to look at scouts versus the other frames, but the competitive level inside of scouts alone needs a real fine-tooth comb, and I'm glad they're not changing anything for scouts directly for uh, Hotfix Alpha, except for the cloak. Oh, that's that's fair. Um, I'm just kind of curious. The uh, Broadly, what I understand that they're looking at is trying to shape the some of the e-war discussion in terms of, you know, scannable, not scannable, and then how the cloak actually functions. And and again, coming at it from a guy who doesn't play scout, really the only things I want fixed in all, in all honesty, and this may be very simplistic is I don't want you to be able to shoot me while you're cloaked. And I, I you know, that's, that's probably, yeah, that's probably the number one thing. And I would really like it if you had to make some kind of choice where you didn't run more tank than a salt suit. Like you actually had to do something on your suit to get it that invisible and not whirl around with like 600 plus HP. That, if you did those two things, if CCP figures that out without breaking anything, I'll be very happy. Well, I've, I've brought this up before with the, uh, no scout wants, well, maybe the flavor of the month chasers, but none of the older scouts want the ability to shoot while you're cloaked. We, in general, find that very distasteful. And uh, with the uh, tanking part of it, I, I've brought this up with a few other scouts, and I know we've all talked, well, not us guys, but the scouts and us, the scouts and me, I should say, have talked about this before. But uh, what about removing the ability to fit standard armor plates on a scout, restricting the Pharaoh scale or reactive, and then maybe, maybe if we can't find a suitable bonus for the Amar, have the Amar scout the only one who can fit it, because he doesn't have the uh, the decibel ratings or the speed of the other scouts. In general, how does the scout community feel about the uh, the, the force delay between decloaking and being able to fire your weapon? Uh, in general, we're fine with that. We don't mind that at all. We want to use the cloak as a means of getting from one place to another without being seen, not strictly combat. 
Okay, I think that's reasonable. I mean, it's, I play around scouts a little bit, but by no means specialized. But I would be, uh, I would feel a lot better about the situation if that delay was short but noticeable, as to avoid kind of that graphical glitch we have right now, where you can sort of fire before you finish decloaking, which is uh, a frustration of a lot of non-scout players that I've talked to. Uh, the big question I have is uh, the uh, short, uh, you know, the proposed. Uh, duration delay. How does that? Uh, how do you guys think that's going to affect using the the uh, cloak as a movement tool as opposed to a combat trick? Well, I think it would it would probably discourage more of the decloaking in front of somebody and shooting them in the face, and encourage more of the doing it from behind because you you're forced to deal with that delay. But you know, you give a second, second and a half. It's not enough time for someone to really notice and react and turn around, but it's enough for you to you know not want to do it from when they're looking at you. That that's my personal no, opinion. No, I, I was. I mean, that that's good. But I was referring more to the uh, so the proposed change to the like overall duration of the cloak. You know. It's oh. it's now it's now going to be shorter, you know, by a pretty substantial amount. I'm wondering if you guys find a shorter duration for the cloak. Do you think that puts it more in the realm of something you use to get a quick kill, or do you is a short duration for a cloak something that that does tails well with the idea of it as primarily a mobility tool? Well, uh, shorter. Oh, go ahead. Shorter duration means you're not going to get to you know you can't make a as long of a run across a, a space cloaked so you know it does to some degree lend itself towards more instant or short-term use but um you know overall it will it'll decrease the amount of time in in those close quarters that scouts can be cloaked they're gonna have they're gonna have to pick their opportunities that's the thing uh, a lot of the early scouts don't want it changed to be shorter we want it to have the noticeable uh, what's it called uh, time between decloaking and firing but the whole point of what we wanted as scouts I know maybe CCP had a different uh, different vision for it was to cross the large gaps in between objectives when you're on a very open map like you take Manus Peak us scouts without cloaks were pretty much cannon fodder on there I mean you get from one uh, outpost to the next you're getting hit by tanks you're getting run over by LAVs snipers on the hills with the cloaks you know we have a somewhat of a break from that we can cloak up run across and then deal with it more close quarters in the outpost area i mean that's what a lot of the scouts wanted How yeah and you... that's go ahead i was gonna say that's exactly why i asked because uh, while i think it's a, an okay value to experiment with in the short term what i'm what i'm looking for carefully as this changes is seeing how that impacts you know because to me that that was always the critical debate i mean the cpm uh, talked about this pretty extensively with um wolfman and, and remnants uh leading up to 1.8 and this was always our primary uh concern was how do we balance you like like there, I think there was a very strong in, intent on the design side to use this to supplement combat, and we were very the CPM was very staunchly against that, and and um, so we've always advocated for it to be designed with parameters such that it, it lends itself to that mobility role more than the combat role. So you know, I think it's you know, I think I think Ritati is is fair in responding to a good amount of feedback that's saying that the current duration seems excessive. Like there's a lot of people that have that have uh, you know given feedback that basically they they can do crazy amounts of things with that time um, that that maybe it's not necessary. And I and I'm fine in the short term with experimenting with shortening it. But my concern is that we we might be moving it closer into a zone where it's used to 
to uh, decloak and recloak and and uh, uh, and get a quick kill as opposed to something that uh, you know has to be you know used more for those long distances, which would require a longer time. That's that's kind of my my point of observation. All this going into this. There's a there's another problem with that too. Even with our bonuses as scouts to uh, reduce the PG and CPU fittings of the cloak, they're still very intensive. I mean, I I personally run them in Matar Scout, and I know our CPU and PG is garbage. Like it's not good at all. So I mean, you're trying to fit uh, code breakers or uh, kinetic catalyzers and some sh- shield buffer so you don't get killed instantly. And if we're going to have to be using the Ishikone cloak to run across the distance, it's it's just not going to work. I, we're going to have to give up the light weapon, or we're going to have to give up a cat, or... I mean, I know there's... You have to give something up, but it's such an extreme amount that we'd have to give up well, to, well, like, that aren't combat. That is a combat module. Let me kind of ask you guys just a, one quick general question to, to you, and then we'll kind of move on to a couple other spots in how to fix Alpha. Um, what should a scout give up? Because... Right now, by my sort of subjective reckoning, is that they're a better assault suit than assault. They can be a lodgy in a pinch when, because I've seen many a, uh, a scout repping guys in a PC match now, and they're at, they're better at being scouts than they've ever been. So, what should scouts give up to bring them more into line? And, and what I'm kind of getting at is, I'm not saying we should like purely nerf them, but what are the things they should be good at, and what are the things they should not be good at? And just kind of go around the horn real quick. I guess I'll give it a shot. Um, but one of the things I've always thought is the scout is the light. It's the, the idea behind the scout is a light recon suit. And I know that on my scout, I can run uh, two equipment slots. Um, I know scouts are going to yell at me if they say it's probably a bad idea. But maybe just having limited just to the one um, equipment slot, making them make that choice to run either the cloak or the scanner or the needle um i would be a huge fan if you couldn't have remotes and a cloak <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> uh, i like to think of scouts as uh if you look at other rpgs and classic systems and tabletop games i like to think of the scout as a bard a support class that isn't it isn't a cleric it isn't a healer but it's a support class that can substitute for it's a jack of all trades, master none sort of thing, almost like what they wanted this uh, salt to be. But and then it has stealth orientation, uh, like uh, in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm gonna go. This might be uh, kind of nerdy, but bards it, have. You think they got the room you're talking to? There's you're no on a podcast yeah. okay. about a video game. Okay, okay, okay. And it is Eve, so come on, spreadsheets. Let's go. Bards have a. Uh, they're stealthy. They can choose to go different roles to buff or to do a bit more DPS or to uh, provide uh, other means of support. And that's what I'm thinking the scout should be like. And another thing bards are in Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, they're not very strong. Like, they don't have the uh, best hit points. They don't have a big hit point thing, which is another thing the scouts have. The thing, I think, we just need to be able to, uh, what's the right word for it, manage scouts so they don't get to the assault level of hp and then i don't think anyone would have any real complaints anymore i mean of course re dropping while you're cloaked is a can be an issue but then how are av rolls i mean that that's what most scouts think av remotes they don't they don't look at swarms they don't look at plasma cannons not that plasma cannons and swarms are very good av currently but i mean that's that's how most scouts look at it like if we're going to play av 
we're going to do REs. That's pretty much it. I mean, and scouts tend to be also lone wolves, so we need the REs and to deal with overwhelming numbers or to deal with the heavier foes that we couldn't take on normally. That's fair enough. Zell? So? Um, you know, the the thing with scouts is that they should have they, they should be fast, they should be stealthy, but they shouldn't they you know, they shouldn't be the people who are, you know, decimating the competition. Um you know, they're they should be they're Ewar. They should be stealthy, they should be detecting others, and they should be, you know, targeting objectives. Um I I, I think to some degree they're they're they work as a as a counter to heavies, but they they shouldn't be as nearly as effective as they are right now. Um, I do think that there needs to be a um, a balance in decision making between um, being undetectable and being otherwise you know capable. And I think that the the changes to reducing uh, dampening on them are probably the right direction. I, I got I got another thing to just uh, talk about with with what you just said. A lot of the scouts have been dealing with, at least the older scouts like myself, have been dealing with, you know, not a very good suit for such a long time that when we finally got something that made the suit competitive, it's seen as, yeah, we're going to destroy the competition now. Uh, a lot of the scout players are generally good players, and when you can't look at pubs or anything for it, but, I mean, even in PC, you're not seeing, like, you're seeing the good players use the suit to the best of its advantages, regardless of anything else. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair statement, Del. The, uh, in the, the current meta in PCs is that you're going to have a full vehicle squad, a heavy, like a heavy, heavy squad, and then a full squad of scouts running around. Uh, and that, you know, that's probably telling when a, guy, a lot of guys that were using like Slayer Lodge or Assault Suits are now using Scout Suits as their PC suit. Um, Hans, if you can, like, if you have any last minute drops in the scout and really what I'd like to do is get your thoughts on, um, kind of some of the other hotfix alpha pieces that are coming out. I mean, they're, they're talking about a lot, CPU, PG, PG changes, I'm talking about maybe slot layout changes and, and things like that and some other AV type stuff. So I'd like you to kind of, if you just, uh, close this out on scouts and then we'll, uh, dive in on some of the other hotfix alpha pieces, please. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's covered pretty much the basics as far as you know what the community wants scouts to be and that sort of thing so i won't like rehash all that um i think i think as far as like hotfix alpha goes um the thing to remember is that this like this what goes into each hotfix is really going to be determined by what's ready at that time and so in terms of expectations going forward like I think there's a, a good number of little chunks and little stabs at, at issues, um, but they're really a lot of them are kind of almost scraping at the surface of some of the deeper underlying problems. I mean, I mean, like look at look at how deep and complex the balance between armor tanking and shield tanking, and there's there's problems within the armor tanking sphere. There's there's problems within shield tanking sphere, and uh, and then there's problems with the balance between them. And and all we're getting in in Hotfix Alpha is a real tiny piece of that with uh, the armor plates, um, but that's because that's what's ready at this time. And that doesn't mean that this is necessarily going to be the tone for every other patch as well. And that there, there are probably going to be larger balancing passes at some of these systems that, that do go and, and take a deeper resorting. Um, this is something I've been talking with uh, CCP Rattati about rec a lot about recently. This was one of my initial concerns. Um, uh, when I saw these little changes was, oh, oh goodness, I hope this isn't what he thinks is going to fix the underlying problems. Um, but but sure enough, there are going to be some deeper dives. And, and I think what we're going to see 
is his interest in the sort of underlying logic behind each of these balancing systems. And so um, with, with stuff like slot layouts um, or, or, or even things like looking at the PG CPU ratios that are on various racial suits or looking at ratios between how much PC, PG and CPU is assigned per racial suit per slot. There's, there's a lot of those progressions in the, in the mechanics that are, there's really no rhyme or reason to right now. Like the numbers are all over the board. And so it makes balancing this whole mess of a, of a, of a combat stuff um, just a real like nightmare because there is no logic to a lot of these underlying systems. And so he's going to go through and clean up uh, a lot of this uh, with the work, with some help from the designers uh, there. Um, and, and really what we're seeing with alpha is just sort of a scraping at the surface. So I, I really do anticipate there are going to be bigger changes, but I, what I think you're not going to see are lots of big changes to like multiple elements within the same system. So you're right. You might not see, a damage bonus on a bunch of drop suits balances the same time as weapon stats for the same gun there. I think there's going to be more uh, keen attention to separating those things out, but I wouldn't uh, walk away from this thinking that there aren't going to be some real deep dives because there, there frankly needs to be like there, there needs to go and have some logic and some order um, injected back into these uh, numbers so that the balancers, uh, the balance guys on the design team in the future can, can, tweak them much more elegantly than they do now where they have to sort of like micromanage everything. I hope that makes sense. No, that, that it does actually. And one of the things I've noticed that uh, if you watch what particularly what Rotati does is he, he telegraphs, it looks like, well, it looks like to me anyway, that he is telegraphing what they are looking for, for like the next round. Like he's already mentioned Absolutely. things like, yep. like there are very specific things in AV that he wants to get done. Uh, he's mentioned how AV should affect commandos and a variety of other things like that. So I don't think there's, I think he's definitely trying not to surprise us. And this is just seriously my impression is I think when he gets comfortable that he knows what the sort of the, the to-do boxes are and roughly what order they need to go in, I, I suspect we'll probably hear that from him. And, but I don't Absolutely, expect to hear yeah. that, you know, in the near future. I think it's going to take him a take him some time to figure out like the perk chart, if you will, like A, a then B, then C, then D to equal, you know, rough balance, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and, and and again, so much of this is going to be governed around what's ready. If if he comes up with an idea and he puts it out to the community and the community unveils that there's some really, really deeper discussions that have to happen about an issue before a correct decision can be made, then you're very likely to see a feature bump to an, a subsequent patch if there needs to be a deeper dive. And so what you're going to see the the trigger pulled on are the ones where people are widely in agreement on okay this is the right this is the right decision this is the right move this is worth experimenting with that's the stuff you'll see get published and if something needs more time i think you'll see it it being given more time and and likewise if something needs to be revisited i think you're much more likely uh to see it revisited given given uh Rotati's whole approach to this no, that, that's a that's a good call. Hey, one quick thing that just popped up in chat. Uh, and this is really for Delt, since I think you're the uh, the only legit scout in the room. Um, well, what about different variants of the cloak? Like, you know, we've got different different variants of like armor modules and different kinds of uh, things like that. What about having some different styles of cloaks that either give you longer transition or longer, uh, I don't know, faster recharge? I, I don't know, just something like that. Would that be useful to you guys? Well, of course, uh, more variance is always better, right? I mean, if you have uh, more choice in the matter, you can tailor it around to what you want to do, right? So I, I can't see any problems with that. 
Yeah, I mean, specifically what I'm thinking is you, you mentioned before that you want the cloaks as uh, a means for transportation and not so much a means for you know, seizing the opportunity for a combat situation. So my, my thought is, what if you had a cloak that had, you know, a longer duration, but if they implemented that delay after the, the decloak to the fire and they made that delay significantly longer for the longer duration cloak, would you find that useful as more of a transportation tool and less of a combat tool? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be great if they could do that. Uh, big thing I'd be concerned with is uh, someone finding out how to fit two different types of cloaks. I think right now it's coded so you can't fit more than one even with the resources. That's my understanding. I think the item itself says you can only fit one. No, or it might be a fit where you have to load up on so much supporting stuff that the only thing you can carry is like a single sidearm to do a dual cloak or something ridiculous like that. I don't know. I, I may just be impossible, but the with the current figures, I don't know. Yeah, I some dudes will try it though. <laughs> yeah, I think preventing that from happening would be key. But you know, I would like to see you guys be able to to utilize the cloak in, in different ways. And I think having just you know one type of cloak probably won't give you that. I mean, personally, I don't have issues with the scouts. The only time I really get frustrated is the the crazy you know HP values that some of the scouts get. But I, I like to see how some of the changes to the uh, the armor affects that, and we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I've never seen anyone complain about having a more choice to do something. No, that, that's a that's a very good comment, Dale. Um, hey, Zill, I do have a quick question for you on this. Like, there's been a lot of discussion about changing some of the ways that we do business uh, for PC and us. And in fact, some of the recent changes, or at least some of the recent discussions of, with Rattati, he's pretty much teed up that they're, the passive ISK is totally going to be out the door and it's going to be uh, live, live biomass from attacks. That's how, that's how you're going to be able to make your money in PC. So I'm just kind of curious, what, what are your thoughts on this? Because I, I know you've had uh, a lot of discussions with uh, folks about PC mechanics here recently. I'm thrilled to see it. Um, I think that... Uh, you know the the old system was just feeding an inequality that not only not only hit PC itself, but it fed through to allowing certain groups to be able to have no um, no limitations uh, cost benefit wise on running the top gear in pubs and facor. Um, so that it, it, you know I think it was really an issue that affected the entire game. And by taking the passivisk farming out, they're they're both reducing that drastically. And they're also encouraging, um, you know, there's less reason to hold a large portion of districts now. Right now, you want to hold enough districts for you, you know, after this change, you'll want to hold enough districts for your players to get in fights. But but holding more than that would equal extra extra work for not a lot of value gained. Um, and I, I think that, that in the current state where the game is, I mean, ideally you should have a game where you want to accumulate territory and that's obviously the original goal but fixing that goal it, with what we have now i don't think is going to happen and what this does at the very least is it allows a, an environment for people to get fights organized fights in planetary conquest and you know i've seen some of the commenters ask you know why not just bring back court battles then but the thing is, is court battles is code changes. Court battles is not a system that in its current implementation or past implementation could just be turned back on. But what these planetary conquest changes do is they more or less turn um, planetary conquest into court battles in, in some ways. And I think that that may be the best we can get in the short term. And I, I think it's going to have a big impact. 
yeah, I think he's already hit it on the head there where uh, it's it's going to prevent a lot of the issues we had before, and I'm, I'm really glad to see that. It's by far from a perfect system, but given the tools we have and, and the resources we have, I think it is probably one of the best options that could have gone with it. So I, I think it's real good to see this, and I'm looking forward to it. We'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, well, well one quick question I had for you guys, um, and I was kind of fencing with Kane Sparrow about this the other day. Um, it, it strikes me that while it's taking passive disc out, you're never going to be able to get rid of the active farming. So you can kind of do like a Pac-Man lock where if I own enough districts, I can attack my district with one of my other ones. And then I just shoot all the clones in free suits. Uh, like literally don't even fight about it, like line them up like firing squad and you're in and out in like 10 minutes. So that, while that's a lot more work and that's actually, you know, I, I can make a case that that's probably a good thing. They're actually having to work for the disc now. I'm, I'm just curious, does the math equal out where that's a valid technique of farming that people that, you know, might start taking advantage of? Well, the thing is, I don't think, I, I forget the math. I, did. I think it's about 30 million if you execute all the clones in the clone pack. If, if you're going that route and it's 45 million, I believe, to launch the pack. So that's not profitable. Now, the, the rate at which clones are produced in a factory is not enough to launch a full attack to really reach that level. So I don't believe it'll still be profitable. Um, you might be able to do some district locking, but again, it's a, it's a ton of work, and I don't think you're going to make much money doing it in the long run. But again, this is one of those things where we'll kind of have to see where the meta goes with it. Um, I'm, I'm honestly not sure what people are going to do with it. It's it's a lot more work, and it's, I mean, you know, in in an environment where all you have to do to make money anyways is create and delete your, your alts over and over again and transfer the starting ISK um, because that's not being policed. You know, in an issue where we have that it's not that bad of an issue if we are if there's at least work involved in it whereas the the current system we have is just you know money deposited into your bank account every 24 hours now that that's fair like i said just one of those things that strikes me uh if there's any community that can figure out how to take advantage of like mechanics it's it's probably ours uh so that's a that's a pretty good deal uh, any other comments on Hotfix Alpha from the uh, from the group? Just kind of curious. Uh, just just a personal thing. I'm I'm really glad to see that they're they're tweaking some of the uh, the values for for armor tanking. I I've, for a long time wish they would increase the the rate at which local reps are are repping your armor. So it's it's good to see that that slight increase. I think it'll make uh, active armor tanking on drop suits a little more viable than it currently is. So that's gonna be cool. Oh, and, and nerf and buffing the. Uh, the plasma assault rifle. That's that's another thing I've been looking forward to since I like to run uh, Galente assault. So <laughs> I think it's much needed since we saw quite a bit of a difference between the, uh, the assault rifle and the rest of the rifles. Yeah, that's definitely a fair statement. Okay, um, real quick, what I think we'd like to do is transition on to talking a little bit about some of the action in Legion and some of the different uh, discussions that have been going on out there. It's it's kind of interesting, uh, particularly if you look at uh, and I'm probably going to slash his name, but I think CCP Ankow, uh, he's one of the newer devs, at least one's one, one of the ones we haven't heard from uh, until recently. He's talking a lot about things like uh, UI and interface in the market and the fitting screens and things like that. Uh, we've talked about the uh, the massive threat knot that CCPZ has going on on the progression. Uh, it strikes me that this is a, a you know, definitely a resurgence of communication and activity between the devs and the community on, on Legion. And I just kind of like to open it up. I, you know, we talked a little bit about progression last week. We can hit on that. But one of the things I thought was interesting was the uh, discussion on the fitting 
fittings, fitting screens, and the market uh, in general. That was one of the ones that Ancal has been setting up a, uh, a feedback thread, very much like how Rattati has been doing. And his communication back and forth with the players has actually been r really, really sharp and crisp and in a good way. It's it's a good solid uh, thread. So, are you guys familiar with that? Yeah, I saw that um, he's got a, a thread on Legion menus, and actually, as far as I can tell, it's his, his, it may be his only post, because um, I, I searched for posts from him, and I only got the one, which was the start of the thread, um, but it's only been a couple of days, so he, you know, he's obviously got to see what, what everybody has to say first, um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see an actual post about UI, because um, the, the lack of UI, the lack of information has always been one of Dust's biggest weaknesses. I know I posted personally in the thread about wanting to see, um, you know, that weapon types ha info has to be represented because we have buffs based on we weapon types and there's no way to tell from the game what weapons are, have what weapon types unless you happen to know. And stuff like that, the show info being useless, the um, inability to even see that a corp is a member of an alliance in, in the client. There's there's so much information in the UI that's that's been missing, and it, it sounds like he's actually interested in uh, figuring that out. Weapon rage is anyone? Yes, please. nice. That would be nice as well. Yes. Yeah, I have to say a lot of the feedback the players are giving is is pretty much spot on. Uh, a lot of the the gripes I have with the UI people are they're definitely bringing up. So I'm I'm glad to see that, and I I really hope they take it to heart because there's a lot of really core issues. I mean, kind of like Zell pointed out, I still have people asking me, you know, what is a hybrid rail weapon? And they've been playing the game for two years and it's not really their fault. It's just the information is never handed to them in the way it should be. And so I think they need to really take care to give information in a way that's very concise and very clear without being cluttered, which is the issue in a lot of cases. So I, I hope that they can, you know, work with the community and figure out what people want and actually get the information presented clearly. Because I think a lot of times it's there, but the way it's presented is so poor that people just either skip it or can't digest it properly and get a false impression. So I think it should be a real prime priority of theirs to make sure that the Legion UI makes sense and that it works well. That way they Not aren't really. wasting time on, on extremely complicated tutorials because the information is easy to, to figure out, you know, just by looking at the screen rather than going through a lengthy tutorial that no one wants to do. Uh, that's a pretty fair assessment. Del, what do you think? I don't have much opinion on it yet. I need to see... Some, uh, I'd like to see some uh, mock-ups or pictures or something to get like a feel of what they want to do with the menus more as a graphical reference before I make a real comment on it. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. I, I think I think they're just at the stage now where they're literally asking us what are the type of things you would want to change. Uh, I know for myself, like what I, I posted back was basically um, from the fitting screen, it should be extremely easy to figure out the impact of your skills and your equipment on your your outputs in the game like in terms of hey so so what's my actual adjusted movement speed and i think i referenced uh like proto fits and dust thing uh you know hey if you want some inspiration for that go look at these guys these third-party apps that do that um and, and one of the things i because i used to run a lot of training activities for our corp and our lines one of the things i thought would be really interesting is if from the fitting screen i could literally build a fit and then send the fit to somebody again, much like you could like in the ProtoFit's third party app where like, if I'm trying to train a guy and he wants to know, Hey, well, how do I set up like a, you know, a Caldari Lodge? And I can be like, okay, well, this is what you want it to look like, or here's a way. And I can flip that over to him and either send him the fit or literally like what I'd really like to do is actually send him the suit already kitted out. Like here's, 
here, here's here's ten of these. Try these out. That kind of thing. Uh, that was one of the the things I thought would be kind of interesting to do. Uh, but it really comes down to what Pokey and Zell hit, I think, which is how intuitive can you make the information? Because there is a ton of information. Um, I, hey Hans, real quick, just a from, from your experience and just playing, not literally not just as a CPM. And I say this because you have a lot of you've experience. Uh, what are the things that would make the UI cleaner and better with the amount of information that flows? Because I know this is also a topic on the Eve side, like ad nauseum, but what, what are the things that you would like to see in Legion as a player? If like you were a brand new player, what would help you out? Um, I think moving a lot of stuff to a unified sort of interface. Like I, to, I, to me, like the fitting screen is the most logical place to put a lot of this stuff um, and just have a, a more intuitive way of showing how each of the mods and, and uh, skills and everything are affecting. I mean, I, I would I would move a lot of it out of, I mean, because right now you can go in, like a lot of the stuff you sort of have to look at your skills, combination of your skills uh, tree uh, and go back and forth between that and, and uh, the fitting screen. And I, I think just moving most of it to the fitting screen would be helpful. No, I, I think that's a, that's a pretty fair one. Um, curious, what, what are the other, um, one, one thing I did want to tee up, uh, for everybody, and this is definitely a CPM-worthy question, uh, and I've batted it around to some guys before, and you, you may have heard it, but there's a lot of discussion on, on kind of what Legion should be, and, and I'm usually not a big fan of asking you know the should question, but I think it really comes down to there, there are two broad camps that I see forming right now, which is uh, folks that think Legion should be uh, essentially Eve delivered via FPS. So you take all the ancillary and secondary stuff that make Eve Eve, but the PVP and PVE are delivered via first person shooter uh, platform. Then uh, the other camp that I see starting to form is Eve should be a first person shooter that has new Eden flavor. Um, I know for me personally, I think the answer is usually somewhere in the middle of that, but I'd kind of like to hear the take of the CPM candidates on that. Like, you know, if you were, if somebody were to ask you what you should, or correction, Legion should be, uh, where do you, where would you drive them towards one of those two camps, or somewhere maybe in the middle, or even totally different? And I'll open that up to uh, to Zell first, and then we'll kick it over to Pokey and Delp. I'm I'm very uh, I'm very into a, a, a combined, you know, a first person shooter. MMO. I want an. I want a lot more MMO content than we have now. I don't think that we should have. I would rather see, to be honest, some form of looting that was more specific over to to who you kill or or something that you're involved in, rather than just here's some rewards for being in the match. I want to see a lot more MMO. I want to see a lot more sci-fi to it because there isn't. You know, it, with the exception of the look and effects, there's nothing that sets dust apart from your standard Call of Duty Modern Warfare shooter, except for the effects. It does. There's so many gameplay mechanics that other uh, first-person shooters can't even touch that we can go into if we really embrace that that Eve lore and mentality, that, that space setting. There's so much more gameplay we can do. There's so much more depth we can put in from the MMO side of things. And I, I want to see a much stronger MMO feel, but you still need to keep that ability to play it as just a as, as just a shooter at times. If you don't care, there needs to be a way to just get in and shoot things. Yeah, no, I, uh, go ahead. No, no, okay, there's some transition to you. Go ahead. Um, I, like like Zell said, I think that it's important to keep 
the current type of dust gameplay as a facet of Legion. I don't want Legion to be just the next expansion of dust. I think Legion needs to be the reboot of dust where we go back to what the original idea was, which is to have, you know, a persistent universe that's an FPS, but it's not just a lobby shooter. I think lobby shooter elements should be in there, but that shouldn't be the whole game. So I think you need to be more than what Dust currently is, but I also believe that I think going to the extreme complexity and depth of EVE is probably too much. I think that it, it should have a, a level of complexity that's not stupid. You know, obviously not stupid, but it needs to be perhaps not as insane as EVE, because anyone who's played EVE the first time, it's it's overwhelming. And I think, you know, Dust should feel a little more casual than a second job, which is EVE Online. So. I would like to see some of the things that Eve has, like exploration, PVE, you know, uh, kind of off the, the cuff PVP that you see like in LOSEC, and then, you know, some public contracts that are that are more like the, the, the current contracts we have now in Dust, where it's, you know, you just, I, I want to fight, NPC Corp sends you there, you do your thing, you get done. But you've got options to go do other things. It's not just, you know, load up, do a fight, and then you're done, you get rewards and do it again. Because that gets boring, you know, it, like Zell said, it's there's not much that sets us apart right now. It, it's basically a lobby shooter. The skill system's cool, the fitting system's cool, but besides that, there's not much. And it needs to have more. I just think we need to know what complexity that we want it to have. And I think talking to the community and trying to get a feel for how much do you want rather than just saying copy Eve and, 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 and go for it. So in short, I, I would say that I'm, I'm kind of in that find somewhere in the middle, the happy medium between Eve and, and what Dust currently is. Good deal, Delt. What do you think, man? I'm I'm sort of agreeing with uh, both of them, but more Eve than you know uh, a lobby shooter. Give the lobby shooter high sec. If people want to come in, play a few rounds, play in high sec, get it done, get it. It's like, make it a lobby shooter, pretty much, and then that make it really complex. I I love the complexity. That's what drove me to pick up Dust was the promise of the complexity. Uh, just as long as we don't have to do. Uh, Mining Legion, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's fair. The um, hands, I'd really like to get your take on this. Is I mean, I think you you've got the longitudinal perspective of both. Um, I'm just, and again, you know, more as like a player that wants to enjoy playing the game. What do you What do you think? More more MMO in your FPS or more FPS in your MMO? Um, well, I think I think adding more MMO elements is fine. That's obviously the biggest uh, missing ingredient in Dust so far. But I, I'm in the camp of of it being absolute folly to try to mimic uh, Eve on in a first person shooter format, especially in terms of complexity. I mean, I think you just have to remember that that Eve is a, a much slower paced role playing game. That even the entire combat system is is essentially taking place in slow motion comparatively. And and that's part of the reason that 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 complexity in the in the game systems survives and is playable and interesting is because of the pacing and the timing of the combat. And and to try to duplicate that to a first person shooter, exactly is it, it's just poor design. It, it's they're two completely different games. And and uh, we've already seen this uh, you know play out and 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 with issues like time to kill. I think the the, the biggest core issue with the time to kill debate is that when you shorten a time to kill uh, you essentially start uh, you know uh, annihilating the all of the the granularity of of having all the variety of modules and and suits and different stats to begin with it all blurs together and you and you get one experience regardless of what you're fitting and and players hate it 
And I think that's that's already highlighting a fundamental difference between a first-person shooter and a, and a, a slow-paced naval combat game on the PC. And and so where I think where I think this plays out in terms of like how we shape it in terms of feedback and expectation and everything else, I think the most important thing to remember is is we we just have to stop using Eve as a benchmark to run to run to. It, it's a crutch essentially in our arguments that when we when we discuss things like skill trees, there there's a lot of major problems with Eve's skill tree and certificate system as it is. And to sit there and say, well, these you know like Eve does it in this way and it's just fine is I think rather ignorant in that it ignores all the design problems that, that make, you know, that hold Eve back from even becoming a better game on, on its own terms. Um, let alone trying to take some of those same problematic elements and, and overlay them into dust just because of nostalgia. And so from, from purely from a design perspective, I think it's very, very important to separate the two games and separate the two experiences and realize that what works in slow paced naval combat doesn't always work one-to-one into a shooter. And I think that means that everything has to be scaled accordingly. And so I think, I think the spirit should be the same. The fact that this is takes place in new Eden and, and the fact that there's, you know, gray areas of morality and, and all kinds of emergent gameplay and, and ways to break the system that are endorsed and celebrated. I think all that's great. I think having the, the spirit of complexity in all of the modules and fittings um, and and variety, the spirit of that is really important. But do, does everything have to compare one to one? No. And I think I think the important thing is that CCP has already very clearly highlighted that when, you know, look at FanFest at their um, keynote, they talk about their vision of three different games and, and not just three different games, but three different gameplay experiences and gameplay like, like uh, experience lengths. You look at Valkyrie that's supposed to be played in like 15 minute increments and dust, which is supposed to be played in an hour or two at a time versus Eve that you want to sit down and spend an entire evening getting involved with fleets and, and executing uh, maneuvers for your corporation. And, and I think knowing that there's different lengths of gameplay experience intended uh, and different audience uh accessibility is something that CCP has been spoken very clearly about that also speaks very clearly to the um the design intent of each of the three games and so CCP is already seeing them as very different experiences and different apertures into the, into the universe and i think it's important that we as players address them as three different apertures as well and and really focus on what's best for a a first person shooter and an MMO that takes place in the universe and not try to continually run back to Eve and compare them one-to-one when we get down into the nitty-gritty because we're going to break the design of the game if we try to compare them too closely. Yeah, and you don't want spreadsheets on the ground. I mean, I think there's a lot of problems to learn from DOS. I think there's a lot of problems to learn from Eve and in trying to make Legion like either of them without any changes is is foolish. I mean, this kind of jumps back to... To what we were talking about before with with the UI, I think there's a lot of issues with both games with that, and I think Legion is a nice fresh start for CCP to kind of take a new look at how they present information, and then maybe the other two, you know, or, or Eve can learn from from Legion's example, you know, by having you know, layers of information where the information presented goes in depths rather than just throwing it all at you in a table like like you often see in Eve. So, you know, I, I hope that the devs can learn from Eve and Dust and make Legion kind of a game that they should have been making all along and then maybe have some of those those thoughts and ideas transfer over to Eve to make that game better. So I think, you know, moving forward with with development, I think there's a lot that can be done here. They just need to make sure that they take this opportunity and, and really capitalize on it. Well, I think there there's definitely parts of the UI that need to have an outright parody. Um, I mean, there's, there's certain elements of the game design that are going to be the same in both. 
And uh, one of those examples that uh, I think everyone will agree with me on is, is Corp UI. And having GIMPed UI on one side, or, you know, where, or on both sides, really, where half your corp features can only be controlled by a Dust character and half of them can only be controlled by an Eve character is something I don't think that can stand. And I know that in the future, um, you know, uh, CCP's recently talked about reworking corp UI uh, for Eve and simplifying it and, and streamlining it and making it less horrific. And that is the right time, I think, for them to keep that in keep Legion in mind as they rework that Corp UI, because I think that Corp UI should be something that's identical in between the two games. Um, the the question that I wanted to th throw out there too is, um, you know, I know in terms of how much to add to Eve, how or how much to add to Legion of Eve, how much um, MMO to bring in. I know there's a big discussion that may be worth noting people's thoughts on. Uh, which is industry, because in my case, I feel that industry should have a place in creating things for Legion, but I don't necessarily think that, that Legion itself should have industry in the same, or at least not in the same manufacturing type roles that you see in EVE. I think that the two games should have completely different roles to play. You know, that, that's a really good point, Sarai. I've, I've, I've been sitting here kind of reviewing my own position on this as, as I listen to all you guys kind of go through where you stand on it. And what I find is, is you know, like I said up front, the answer is usually in the middle. And one thing I, I have determined is that CCP can deliver an MMO experience. And if they would take some of the clean lessons from that and figure out better ways to to provide things like Corp UI structure uh, and, and, and perhaps just a deep market, you can get away with a lot of the other, other business because at the end of the day, I, I think what a lot of players actually do want, no matter how it's delivered, is they want that persistence that uh, New Eden is known for. They want the persistent environment that CCP has made its stock and trade on. And, and that's really the one biggest thing that will separate Legion uh, from any other first-person shooter on the market, regardless of whether it's PC or console. Uh, because if you want to play Call of Duty, you want to play Battlefield, if you just want to go get your shoot on, there's a lot of options to do that. And, and really the one thing that separates uh, what Legion could be and, and a little bit of what Dust is, is sort of that um, that persistence that you guys talked about and some of the, the um, deep, you know, injections you can have into the new universe. I know for, for me personally, I, like, like I said, I don't really care about having industry and all that jazz, but it would be really cool if somebody just wanted to shoot every once in a while. But what they really wanted to do was work the market. You could have a guy that could work the market as, and, and essentially be an arms dealer. Um, I think that would be totally okay to do, and that would be well within the structures of the game. So uh, on that note, uh, we'll, we'll start to transition a little bit. So we're, we're actually hitting the hour cap. This is actually feeling pretty good. Um, and we'll kind of close it up with just a few different thoughts uh, from the team on a couple different things, maybe some things that you have going on outside of uh, outside of Dust or Legion or, or any of that kind of jazz. And literally just kind of your platform to say anything. Now, what I'd like to do is lead off with Delt. He is a CPM1 candidate and he is, it's his, well, correction, it's his first time here on Biomast, and uh, it's been a really great uh, inject into the discussion, particularly about scouts and some of the more technical issues. So what we'd like to do is kind of provide Dell. We're going to give you your time, your soapbox, whatever you want to say uh, about uh, your platform as a CPM1 candidate. And then I'll probably ask you a couple quick questions for follow-up, and then we'll move on to the next guy. All right? Loud and clear. Go ahead, brother. The floor is yours. Well, uh... 
Yeah, I'm not really prepared for this. I wasn't expecting to uh, get the soapbox. <laughs> I got notified like I think five minutes before we started uh, the podcast about this. Uh, I don't know. I take part a lot in the community. I've done I've done alpha, beta, pre-alpha testing for different games. Uh, I've worked with developers before. I mean, I geez, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't like gloating or anything, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this at the moment. Gloat away. It's cam- It's campaign season. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's there's never been a, a better time to uh, to tell people what you're all about and uh, just be bold. Don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, I'm it's, curious as well. Oh, it's okay sure to be selfish uh, during this time. That's that's how these things work. <laughs> I'm a pretty down-to-earth person. I mean, I want to be the CPM guy that everybody wants to talk to and just say their piece. And I mean, I know everyone's supposed to be like that. But I'd like to be the one who everyone goes to first and just be like, hey, do you think this is a dumb idea? How other people have they said something similar? And I, I like being the open ear to everything. I like listening to other people and I like uh, reiterating their points if they are valid points. And uh, that's what CPM members are supposed to be, right? In, in a small part, because I'm uh, uh, really caught me off guard with this, Jay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Uh, I'd say go to uh, Starfire Rebo's YouTube page and uh, find my interview with him if you want to hear more about uh, planned speech that I gave and uh, contact me on Skype I have it in my CPM thread I also have it linked I think in my signature and give me a shout talk to me squad with me I'm in the CPM one candidate channel in game I'm on a lot that's another thing I'm on dust a lot I on the forums a lot I'm on Skype a lot I don't talk a lot but I am on there if anyone needs to reach me ever. So that's another part of why I think I'd be partially a good candidate. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like sh- a cold sweat talking here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're doing great, man. And that's, that's one thing I like to make sure everyone knows that uh, Delt is a very accessible guy. Uh, I, I see him in game continually on Skype a lot. It's really easy to get a hold of him. And if you ever, if like a, for those of you that were here for the early part of the podcast and some of the discussion about scouts, um, it would, you know, the discussions you can have with Delt and can be uh, pr- pretty deep. He, uh, my, my suspicion is you could probably get as complex or as simple as you want to get in a discussion. Uh, and I've also found that you had a pretty, pretty clean way of communicating. Uh, you really pick your shots well. Um, I, I did have a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, awesome. So based on what you see right now going on in Dust and, and what you see coming up in Legion, what would be the one or two most critical things for each game for both Dust and Legion that, that you think you would want to try to spend your time understanding, developing, and working with the uh, the CCP team on? Like what sort of facets, either a specific component of gameplay or something that, that you really want to get into? For both the dust side and for the use side, where would you try to hang your hat on that as a CPM member? That is a very tough question. I, I have to think about that for a second. The biggest thing I think dust and Legion will need in the future is the ISD, the community-driven community help. You know, the beta test or not the beta testers, the uh, the testers on like everything the ISD does on EU side. I think we definitely need that in Legion and we could use the community aspect of it for dust for sure. That's like the biggest thing I think we could get done right away. 
Oh, that's and that's good. That's a continuation of work that the CPM zero is already trying to set up and get those initiatives going. That's some of the discussions that we had at, at our our you know you know little mini sort of summit uh, after FanFest. This is the kind of stuff that we were talking about uh, to try to get off the ground. So it, it's going to be good to have candidates that come in that want to continue that work and make sure that that stuff's followed through on. Because I I totally agree. Like that's really really essential uh, for for changing the the way that the community interacts with CCP and helps um, make both games. Yep. No, that's spot on, man. The uh, and like I said, don't, you don't worry too much about this one. We're just kind of having a conversation. It's really sort of like uh, trying to get folks to know you a little bit in terms of, um, you know, how, how you can participate with how they can participate with you as a CPM member and, and such. Um, I'm just kind of curious, but you're, you're a I think you're a CEO of your corp, correct? I'm a director, but I, I should be the CEO. <laughs> OK, fair enough. The uh, what are some of the things that you've learned uh, from your position as, as a director uh, in terms of leadership or just organizing? that you think would be a good transition over to helping out on the CPM and helping, uh, you know, bridge sort of the communication gaps between CCP and the players. Choose everything you say very carefully before you start a shit storm. That's Excellent advice. Very wise. Especially with my Just picking your battles. I mean. <laughs> no, that, that, that is spot on. The, uh, I'm, I'm, that's pretty much all the questions I had for you. Um, and like I said, I'm really glad that you were able to come on tonight. We've, we've been talking a little bit about trying to get you on. Um, and like I said, you're, you're a very accessible uh, CPM1 candidate. I highly recommend folks that just want to get to know Delt, just uh, hook up with him in-game. He's always in the CPM1 candidate uh, you know, chat channel, so you can like hook, him, hook up with a squad for him. Uh, what's what's the name talking. of that channel? I, I literally think it's called CPM1 candidate or CPM candidates. It's a CPM1 candidates. All right. Yep. And Delta is one of those candidates who um, has has been uh, kind of in the in this for the long haul. Um, one of us who who announced quite a while ago when uh, we expected uh, CCP to uh, be further along in this process, and uh, he's he's been here consistently. Uh, I just want to say I I think I was actually the first one who wanted to run for C well not the first one who wanted to but the first one to announce wanting to run for CPM one I think I made my announcement before the council chambers were up. Jeez, all right, you you've definitely been angling for this for a while, and that's a, that's actually pretty good in terms of persistence. That's a good point, Zell. There's a lot of folks that after the uh, fan fest announcement uh, sort of walked away from this. So hats off to you for sticking around. And uh, also to Pokey and Zell for sticking around too. So we'll uh, we'll just kind of move around to your your last minutes and anything you got on your mind and shout outs. So real quick, we'll go down to Pokey. Uh, CCP, when are we getting our elections? This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to ask Hans that before he gets out of here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I think Hans feels like promising election details each week, and it's not happening. He's, he's, I think he's. he's oh, I'm not. I'm not promising it. shit. I, well, not, I, not promising. <laughs> we don't. I'm very race. careful. I know better by now. I've been burned <laughs> way too many times to to use the word promise anymore. I I will absolutely not promise anything. <laughs> he never promised. He said, "I think maybe, probably not, something like that." But, and, and as of right now, I have absolutely no clue. But anything I would have ever said, just throw it out the door because it. This is getting to be ridiculous. Every time it he really says is. it, it takes longer. So we actually don't it want Hans to say anything about it. But yeah, like I mean, like I've said before, you know, I, I think CPM Zero is probably you know pretty sick of uh, of of doing this, and we've got lots of 
very good viable candidates in CPM1 sitting around twiddling their thumbs that want to get in there and do some good work. So, you know, CCP, if you're listening, hopefully you are. Let's get this shit going because it's getting stupid. Oof. All right. We'll thunder in line. That's good. Uh, Zell? Yeah, um, definitely uh, ha- have to uh, agree on the uh, desperate need for an election. I think uh, time has come. Um, Hans wants a break, I think. Um, longest three months ever, something like that. Um, and uh, I, I just wanted to, to throw out there for, for future listeners, we have a we have an in-game channel now called Biomast, and uh, you can uh, comment and ask questions during, during the live stream, and we will try to... Uh, uh, answer them. Sometimes the discussion will be a little separate from the podcast. Sometimes uh, some of those comments might even be directly echoed on the podcast. So um, that's something that I'd like to, you know, push seeing more of in, in future uh, future weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I really should have said something about that on air uh, earlier. I'd kick that over in Skype and, uh, and a couple other spots, but I forgot to actually say the words like, so that's, that's I'll take the hit on that one, guys. Um, let's see. Hans, anything? Close out? Yeah, I'm looking forward to elections as much as uh, the next guy. Um, it, it, as far as the CPM knows, they're like everything practically is ready to go. Like the plans are in place, the tech is in place. Like every conversation that we've had, like they should be able to do this right now, as far as work, as far as we have been told. Um, why it, it, it hasn't been happening. Uh, it, it's it's just a giant source of frustration, and there's there's really no good excuse for the delays at this point, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the CPM is concerned, and it's just it's just time for the community to let CCP know how you feel about this, and and um you know, and that's and that's not like a call to arms or anything. It's just reality. Like that they they made commitments. You know, they made a commitment at the a year ago when they started this that they were going to to deliver on elections. That's been delayed well beyond that. Um, we were told we were going to have elections before FanFest. That never happened, um, you know. And now we were we were told the elections were going to happen soon after FanFest, and that ha- isn't happening either. And and it's 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 really frustrating. So yeah, uh, that's uh, you know that's that's all I have to say. Really is is let CCP know how you feel. Let let CCP's management let let CCP Rouge know how you feel. He's the one that ultimately makes makes the call here. And um, you know if. Uh, the the more CCP understands how important this is to the community, the better. Yeah, that, that's pretty well said, uh, and I think that's going to bring us pretty much to a close for the uh, for the episode tonight, guys. A really really good discussion. Uh, it, we went everywhere from technical aspects of gameplay to just a little bit of theory crafting to just kind of plain old shooting the shit. And I, I again, great discussion by the uh, by the guys. Delt, really glad you were able to come on and kind of give us. Your thoughts on uh, this, you know, some of the different components going on with Dust and Legion. I uh, really do appreciate the, uh, you know, the effort that you've been putting into your CPM1 candidacy. Because like at the know. end of the day, the, the reality like is having say, uh, good candidates. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Thanks for inviting me and everything. Because uh, I'm, I, no. I first podcast at least for uh, Dust, and uh, I'm really enjoying it, and and uh, I want to come back on if you guys will have me. Uh, I'm absolutely sure we can swing that, man. I mean, honestly, like it is not so much of a podcast as a bunch of guys on comms talk and just kind of, uh, you know, using a different client. So uh, d- that's d- definitely the sort of the atmosphere we're trying to shoot for here. Um, you know, I just I want to thank like Delt and Pokey and Soraya and 
Jackal, Cross, Zatara, and, and all the other CPM1 candidates have been sticking around for the long haul. They, they all genuinely, genuinely want the game to be better, and they want to work to make the game better. And uh, again, they're there to represent the community, uh, as far as I can tell, and they want to, to help us. And, I, and in the us, in this case, is the player community and CCP achieve sort of that vision that I think we're all kind of desiring, just trying to help us bridge the gap between the community and, and the CCP guys. So hats off to all of you. And with that, we're going to do a real quick oh. round of shout outs. Go ahead. Godin says hi from the from the uh, chat channel, Biomass channel. Ah, see, there we go. First Biomass chat channel. Hi. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I forgot to tee this up for you guys, so I'll lead it off with shout outs. I would like to shout out to Gimbal from the uh, Boots on the Ground podcast. He is one, probably the only other uh, podcaster that works on Dust that I know of. And at some point, we're gonna we're gonna have have him on our show, and we'll probably have a couple of you guys go over to his show. Uh, but uh, really good guy to talk to if you want to get into the mechanics of the game, and just a, a real stand-up guy. And he's got a good podcast over there. So highly recommend you check check out Boots on the Ground. Uh, and second shout out uh, again to the Podside crew for helping ho- host this on their Multiplex. Uh, multiplex gaming setup and helping us stream and helping us work through just really becoming a media platform. Uh, and again, one thing I would like to kind of note, uh, far from puking the, the kind of the lead host for uh, Podside for a long time, they're episode 206, 207 right now, something like that. And they do two shows a week. They've been around for a long time. And Pukin has done a lot for the Eve community. And he was a champion for Dust way before Dust had any outside media and he's actually helped bridge the gap with the eve crowd uh quite a bit uh he's run into some some tough times uh in real life and there's a couple different uh fundraisers up for him virgin destroyer 7 has been really leading the charge on that on the on the dust side so i highly recommend you pop on the forums and check that out uh if you ever if, if, instead of buying buying a plex for eve or buying orm for dust uh, trust me, a little bit would go a long way to help out Puke, and, and I'd highly encourage you to take a look at that. Uh, and with that, I'll pass out pass the shout-out over to Pope. Uh Yeah, just uh, wanted to thank Del for coming on here. It's always good to get some uh, some different opinions. Uh, like I said, it's good to have a, a specialist in scouts, especially the uh, considering the recent discussion and whatnot. So you know, thanks for coming on, man. Um, and shout out to Derry again for streaming for us. I really appreciate it. He knows far more about this stuff than I do, so we couldn't do it without him. And uh, shout out to OSG Planetary Operations, my corp. You guys are awesome. I love working with you. So uh, thanks. And so? Well, I already started my shout outs a few minutes ago, but uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my corp, Abandon Privilege, my alliance, top men. Um, definitely the, the entire Podside crew for uh, getting us started, not only providing our, our live stream, um, you know, server, but, uh, you know, they really got us, got us what we needed informationally to get, to get this going and off the ground. And, uh, uh, to Derry as well for, uh, actually being our streaming person so that we didn't have to drag Pukin in here every week. Um, so, uh, and that's, that's pretty much it for me. Good deal. And uh, Hans, any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I'll give a shout-out to my courtmates in Onslaught Incorporated and our, uh, our lovely leader, Virgin Destroyer 7. Um, and also a, a shout-out to, uh, to CCV Logibro this week. Um, I, I, I think he's really kind of an, an unsung hero in, in a lot of ways. But um, real specifically, I don't think a, people, a lot of people understand the role he's played in 
this hot fix, uh, this new hot fix system and this new uh, approach to balancing and live design for dust. Um, he, he's what a lot of people don't know about uh, CCP Logi Pro is that he's actually a programmer as well as, as a community uh, personnel. And uh, while his job description isn't specifically programming work for, for either game, um, he does have a lot of uh, technical skill that comes in handy. And, and he's been really, really critical in his ability to quickly jump in and out of the, uh, the number soup that is the database, the main database. And um, and he's he's really able to get a lot of quick answers uh, to uh, the designers and to CCP Rotati and 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 the CPM as well in in terms of discussing all the ideas about how we can uh, fix these systems and, and fix the game. And so he's he's like a, a a database gopher that's able to like go in there and say, all right, guys, I found out how this one thing works. We got we got this number that affects this. We got this number that affects this, and this is what we can adjust. But this looks like it little it might be a little more tricky. So here are our options and have that and then and then we can sit down and discuss with those options what the best move is and and that's it's a really critical role uh ccp fox 4 used to be a, a really strong in this role um before he got moved back to to eve uh operations and uh logic bills really stepped it up uh, with with what time he has to spare um he's really poured it into this um it, by jumping into the development process and it's been really helpful so a big shout out to to him for for that work yeah, awesome, man. CCP uh, Logic Gopher, I like that. It's good stuff. And Del, any last-minute shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I'd like to shout-out to my buddy Reg and uh, Alpha and Pino. They kept me in this game a lot longer than I thought I would have been. I wouldn't have been in the game as long as I was without them. Uh, squad and everything. It really kept my uh, love for it stuck to it. And uh, I'd like to uh, thank everyone at uh, the Dust or Biomass podcast for uh, having me again. It means a lot. And uh, like I like uh, someone else, I, don't, I think it was you, Jay, who said, uh, "I'm always in game. Uh, if anyone anyone wants to come hang out, talk, play a few rounds, whatever, I'm open to it. I'm always in game to have a one-on-one talk or a big group discussion." All right, man, sounds good. Derry, you've been running the show from uh, from behind the curtain. Any shoutouts? Uh, just again, like that, kind of, uh, thanks, thanks to Puke and all the guys at MPX for uh, you know, getting all the information that we need to get this set up. Thanks to you guys for you know, running the podcast and bringing me on board. And um, no, shout out to Shout out to OSG. Thanks guys for uh, staying strong and being a fun place to go to for the for a good gaming community. Yep, sounds good, bro. All right, and with that, guys, we're gonna bring episode four of Biomass to a close. Uh, we do have an RSS feed up courtesy of the work that Zell and Pokey uh, have been putting into it. And you can go to biomass.net where you can catch uh, both the live stream uh, when we're listening to when you're, if you were listening to that, or you can also get our archived episodes. And I think here pretty soon we're going to have some blogs coming up uh, between me and Pokey and probably Zell as well. So on that note, uh, have a good week, guys. Good Memorial Day, and we'll see you in game.